round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am joined by two of my buddies who I'm going to be seeing very, very soon. Out West, where Walt walked in Disneyland at the 2023 DDP Today Disneyland Family Vacation. And I cannot wait to share uh, my time with them and create those memories that last a lifetime that we talk about a lot on the show. But before I get to see them, I get to record with them. And it's going to be a ton of fun tonight because we have a great topic. But before we get to the topic, let's go around the table and see how everybody's doing. I'm going to start with my buddy, Mr. Mike. How are you, man? I'm doing great. I actually had a fantastic day today. It was a day off, and the Ramey family was in town. They're here on vacation, so we got to spend some time with them and the kids. We got some pool time. There's a little bit eating today, and, um, you know, anytime you can see our Disney family, you know, I mean, these are obviously people that we met through the podcast, and we had a great day with them. Uh, my daughters loved hanging out with uh, with their kids. Um, the baby was in the town. You know, the baby was with them, and, and uh, you know, Laura has that little, you know, like, I can't wait to be a grandma kind of thing. I mean, I know Dan's got the grandpa stuff going on on now and he's they're all loving that so uh you know obviously laura and i are a little too old to have kids now so uh you know maybe down the road when sarah has a child we're kind of looking forward to getting to that grandparent age too but it was nice having the kids around the house and i uh, get to spend some really good quality time with them and such a great family we love seeing them and uh we had a really great day i love the ramies why would we record this i will see them in a day and a half uh mm-hmm. here in charleston they're coming down to see us and so i cannot wait to spend some time with them um, speaking of the great Dan Rossi, co-host, of course, of DDP Today, co-host of Away With Me Travel Podcast, co-host of Universal Unleashed. Man, your resume just keeps getting longer, brother. How are things? Ooh, good, good. I am, uh, I'm, I'm like finally over the hump. Like the last couple of weeks, I've been at the firehouse a ton. Um, you know, I know I got a lot of downtime there, but I, at one stretch, I was there like seven of 10 days and just being away from home that long is just just kind of draining just to be gone like that and then and then this last week i'm going to get a little dark and personal here i don't understand with the technology we have to do everything uh i i had i had to have a procedure done earlier this week colonoscopy (laughs) very personal Mm -hmm. i don't i do not understand uh everything came everything came out in the end perfect good good good. Uh, (laughs) i don't understand how the, the the prep for that is like the worst thing in the world how can they not come up with something that is a little bit better a little more tolerable be, just because like that is the worst thing in the world like the, the procedure itself you don't even remember it but that prep oh my goodness i am so glad it's over and you know thankfully everything's good unfortunately you know we have some history in my family but you know it's it's something that everyone should do especially especially you guys here you're in your 40s now you should go get checked out make sure you're healthy uh you know cuz you have a lot of people who love you and the, you know you they want you to be around for a long time so 
Thankfully, D- everything's good right now. DDP today with the PSA for colonoscopies. <laughs> if you had that on your uh, bingo card, then go ahead and take that one off. Bingo. <laughs> that is something that we had to wait to episode 301 to do. So go get go yeah. get checked out, okay? Uh, absolutely love it. That's right. You know, And the, the prep's not too bad if you're just not uh, as full of it, Dan. You know what I mean? Um, so let's oh. move on. Here we go. Uh, guys. Lots of great topic or great topic we're going to, but there's been a lot of Disney news, and I want to get your opinion on something really quick before we dive into that. And that is the fact that uh, they come out and they've said that they are going to revamp Genie Plus. Kat Dupree and I had a chance to talk about it on DDP News, but I want to get your all's opinion because I want to see if you share my opinion on this. And Dan, I'm going to start with you first. So they have come out and they've said that you, th- the price point is going to be dependent on the park that you are going to, also dependent on if you are park hopping or not. So now, instead of a flat rate for Genie Plus for a certain day, um, it is going to be, let's say, Magic Kingdom $25 for that day, Epcot maybe $19 for that day, Hollywood Studios maybe 17 for that day, so on and so on. And then if you're going to park hop, it may be an additional $5 on top of that. So... This, to me, um, is a very interesting thing to announce with what we've already heard about Genie Plus and people's opinions on Genie Plus. Dan, I want to see if you think the same way I do. What's your take on this new move with Genie Plus? Well, I, I kind of think of this as a little bit of a money grab. Um, they, you know, they announced what about a month ago when they when they announced like the 2024 packages, they were going to they were going to revamp genie plus to make it easier for people um and and i don't see it you know how this makes it necessarily easier for people just because you know there's a lot of people who aren't very well versed with genie plus so now all of a sudden you have to make sure you're selecting the right park you're 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 creating an opportunity for people to make a mistake and like buy genie plus for epcot when they're going to magic kingdom or something like that so i mean i that part i don't like um i I get why they're doing it because I think that they're probably not selling Genie Plus a lot for Animal Kingdom and Epcot because a lot of people don't think they need it. Um, so now they're lowering the, lowering the price for that. So they're making it a little more appealing for people to, to purchase. And now they can make Magic Kingdom and Hollywood and that park hopping option a little more expensive. So now, again, I think at the end of the day, Disney's just going to make a little more money on it. I mean, I'm a believer in Genie Plus. Uh, Jen was just there 10 days ago and like, you know, she loved it. it. She got to ride a ton of rides every day with it. Yeah, it's an extra cost, but, you know, I mean, time is money. And she definitely saved a lot of time by spending a little bit of money and, and getting on those rides quick. So, uh, Mike, for me, you know what makes anything in life easier that's complicated? Add more steps to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> I, you know, people aren't big fans of it as it is. You know, uh, my sister just went not too long ago. It's her first time going since the Genie Plus was, you know, kind of taken. She, she studied up about it. She kind of knew what was what. And I kind of filled her in what was, you know, what she had to do. Um, obviously, we know it's an imperfect system. It's really good for Magic Kingdom. I think if if Magic Kingdom offered the same types of rides and attractions that they did in the other parks, it would be great for that. And I think it would carry over very well. Um, but I think, you know, Magic Kingdom is where you really get your money's worth. Uh, I don't, you know, when they start adding 
you know, if you want to do something, discount it a little bit for people. Maybe do a bundle package. So if you buy five days, you get a certain price. Or if you get two days, you get a certain price. You know, this way, if you, if you need to get that extra couple of, you know, money grabs for Animal Kingdom Day that people aren't buying it for because I really don't think it's worth it, maybe it just gives people a little bit more of an incentive to save money instead of having to force it down their throat to spend more money on a place like Magic Kingdom. You know, so buy it. If you stay in, if you have a 10-day stay and you're coming up on your vacation, so instead of it being this amount of money for the entire family, hey, if you're going to bundle it and you're going to buy for the entire vacation, we'll give you a discount on it and you can get it all in one, you know, like a, like a, like a set price instead of the a la carte day after day kind of thing. But, um, you know, they, I'm sure they've had their mathematicians working out and figure out that this is the best in their best interest. I don't think it's in our best interest. And I kind of hate it when I see stuff like that happen. Yeah. All right. Here's the thing. It's job security for me and Dan because they've just made this a lot more difficult for people. And here, here's what I don't get. Look, you have you have a product that I actually I don't mind it. I like Genie Plus for for Magic Kingdom, like Mike said. I think it's I think it's a good thing overall if you budget it into your vacation. But why don't you take some hints from some other resorts that are or theme park properties that are really close to you? If you're gonna do something like this, make Genie Plus free for anyone who pays cash for a deluxe resort. Like if you're paying for a cash room at a deluxe resort, Genie Plus is good for your entire duration of your stay. The fact that you're going to say, hey, hey there, little buddy, if you pay, uh, if you want to go to Animal Kingdom, it's only $17. And if you, I just think it's just going to confuse people so much. And they're just taking it and just, you know, Mike, you know, my favorite thing, throwing spaghetti at the wall. Mm -hmm. They're throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. And I just don't know, man. I just, I keep, look, and we're, we're always honest with you on this podcast. I, I like Genie Plus. It has been where it started at $15 a day, and now we've seen it as much as $29 a day for families. Do I think it's worth it to Magic Kingdom? I still do. But the other parks, I don't know. But now you're adding in all these other tiers that people don't understand. And and I talk to people every day, and I go on other podcasts, and I talk about Genie Plus, and I explain it. And I it just adds another step, and I just don't quite understand what Disney's doing with it. Um if you if you if you're hurting that bad, revamp the system as a whole. Don't make it more difficult for your average Disney fan that gets to go once a year, once every two years, once every three years. You're just making that process more difficult because the one thing we hear, even even more so than price, is Disney's just so complicated now to go to the parks, and we hear it all the time. Simplify it. Simplify this process. Make Genie Plus easy to use. And and don't worry about the overhead. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's 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 disappointing. I hope they fix it. I don't think this is the way to fix it. Um, and I wanted to get your all's take for sure. Dan, closing words on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, like this, I really think this is probably because they don't sell it for Animal Kingdom and uh, for Epcot that much. So they they wanted to figure out a way. How can we sell this product more? you know, for those two parks, because there's, that's a lot of money left on the table for them. And, you know, either way, like, e even if it was the same price, I, I know you, you think that Magic Kingdom is definitely worth it. The other ones are a little skeptical. I mean, you're still going to get four or five rides, you know, you figure, you know, even if it's 20 or $25, you're, you're paying $5 a ride. Yeah. I guess that's a lot. If you, if you have a, a large family of five or something like that, but still it's, it's time. Time is, is the, is the kicker there is like, if I'm going to skip through five lines at Epcot, that's, you know, that much quicker that I'm going to get through all those rides. Now we don't have to do anything else. We can go hang out in world showcase, go get some snacks, go get some food, go have some drinks. 
it, it's a huge time saver. Again, I think this is just a way for them to make more money. Because if, in my opinion, if Epcot's $25 or it's $17, it doesn't matter to me. I'm still going to get it because it's going to save me time. That's interesting to hear, though, because, yeah, like, I'm going to do the same. But I'm also most of the time staying on DVC points. So I can I can yeah. write that into my budget. But we talk to a lot of people who they have budgeted for two years to try to just, you know, get to Disney. And it's easy for us to say that. But then I, I also look at them and I go, hey – it's worth the extra cost, and then plus you're going to have to learn how to use it because now they've spent the money and they do, they want to make sure they're getting their money's worth out of the product. And I mean that's yeah. where look that's where we do come in handy. I will say that. Dan and I don't come in handy with a lot of things, but we do come in handy with Disney <laughs> vacations because if you're not familiar with it or if you don't know the product inside and out, and you're spending this money, you want to get the most out of it. But I talk to families and they're saying, Justin, you know that's that's dinner for my entire family for the night. So am I going to give up maybe having a table service meal that I've wanted to try my entire Disney life um, to do Genie Plus? Or am I going to do uh, the table service meal and wait in, wait in the queues? Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I go back and forth. I love Genie Plus for Magic Kingdom. I still, I don't care what they put the price point at. I don't think it's worth it for Animal Kingdom. And I don't think it's worth it for Epcot. And I just don't, I... I steer people away from it unless they just have the money to spend. Like if it is, if it is in your budget to get it every day of your vacation, you get it every day of your vacation. It's going to make your vacation easier and you can go enjoy it. But if you are on a budget, I just, I will say MK planet, put it in the budget outside of that. I don't care what they put the price plan at Dan. I just don't think it's worth it. I just really don't. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get into tonight's topic. Um, you know, it's been a long time. Dan's been on the show for quite a while, and he's never done one of these. And uh, we're going yeah. to put our hard hats on tonight. We are getting into the Imagineering role episodes we love to do because we love to hear your opinions on it whenever we go through these and hear what you might build and add to the parks. And tonight we're taking on what I think is one of the most needed things in all of Walt Disney World. The entire property, if we look at it as a whole, this one place needs something more than anywhere. And we are heading to the Magic Kingdom, and we are heading into Fantasyland, and we are constructing and imagineering a brand new table service restaurant. Uh, absolutely necessary. Guys, before we get into that, let's chat about the dining options at Magic Kingdom, and especially in Fantasyland. Mike, be our guest, sits back. Um, you are a huge, huge Beauty and the Beast fan, you and Laura both. But the option for food is uh, is very limited as far as one of the most popular lands of any theme park in the entire world. Yeah, I mean, the the restaurant itself is beautiful. It seats a lot of people. We know it, it's got a large capacity. It's a very hard-to-get reservation. You as a travel agent know that because I'm sure you've tried to get that from many of families, and it's not always the easiest to get. Uh, they've gone through some menu changes since the inception of when it opened till up until now. Um, and it's you know some of it's been better, some of it's been worse. I'm not crazy about how it is now. Um, you know they had the the table, they had the quick service uh, lunch for a while, and I don't know if they're still doing that. But it's been a while since we've been there. Food was okay, um, but I think the the overall restaurant could be a little bit more fine tuned, better. Like I said, we we talked before. Uh, you know that's why we're kind of doing this. Magic Kingdom is not the best place when it comes to eating. Their flagship park is kind of like eh, when it comes to your food choices. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm you know be our guest. It's great. It's a great. It's a great 
definitely do it once. Enjoy the atmosphere. Enjoy the actual ambiance of the room. But other than that, if you're going for the food, you might want to check someplace else out. Yeah, Dan, it's one of those things that out of all the places on Walt Disney World property, Magic Kingdom should be the place that has the best dining options. And uh, it just doesn't. So tonight, I think it's our responsibility to change that. Yeah, for sure. I Again, like be our guest. It, it's a great place to go. I guess what kills me with a number of restaurants in, in Walt Disney World is that prefix menu like that. I think it's a killer, like just because it's so much food. It's it's a it comes with a really high price tag, so it kind of it turns people off. So I think be our guest could be a great option in Magic Kingdom if it just had a regular menu. And you know you're 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 in a theme park, especially if you're going this time of year. It is hot as Hades out there. You know it's in the 90s. It's humid. It's going to rain. You don't want to go to a fancy restaurant necessarily in the middle of Magic Kingdom. So you know they should dial it down a bit. Bring it back to how it was a few years ago. Hundred uh, percent agree. So let's get into it. Um... Look, I've, I've been around the block, okay? I'm going first this time, <laughs> and here's why. I learned not to go after Mike. So I'm going to go first, and uh, and I'm going to give you mine, and I'm going to get your opinion. So, uh, guys, as I give this to you, I want to hear you t- your all's opinion uh, on what you think, what you might change with my idea, Mike and Dan, and uh, something you might add to it, too, uh, as we kind of walk each other hey. through being Imagineer. Yeah, Dan? Let- in in the event any of us has the same concept, can we speak up and hundred percent and yes. say hey, okay. yes, okay, yeah. But I doubt. I mean, I doubt. I asked you. Happen. I asked you earlier. Yeah, yeah well, just did. in case, because I asked you earlier if we should share like what we were doing. You're like, oh no, 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 Mike. I don't we'll think just, we've we'll ever had the same it. idea. No, and we've always said that. Like, we should probably discuss this ahead of time, so we're not have the same thing, and then we look like idiots on the show. Like, we, you know, like we don't know what we're doing. I mean, we don't know what we're doing, but uh, <laughs> I'm about to say it's normal. <laughs> yeah, just be a normal show. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm 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 curious to see. I think we're all gonna lean the same way, um, but I think we're gonna have a little bit different details. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever thought of what I thought of, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I don't think you guys are going to have what I what I did either. I think this is going to be uh, something out there a little bit. So I'm excited about it. Let me get into mine. I'm going with an IP. I'm going with something that's in the Disney parks already. Uh, it is an attraction. I can see Dan's face lighting up like, oh, no, he's going to take my idea. Nope. Guys, I'm going to take you, you to this brand new restaurant inside the Magic Kingdom. And it actually comes with a brand new dining reservation system that we have never seen at Walt Disney World as well. And we will get into that. Join me at the rabbit hole. We are talking a brand new Alice in Wonderland themed restaurant inside the Magic Kingdom. As you walk up, the facade is a large tree with a door at the base of the tree. Uh, of course, the greeting station outside, we'll be able to check in digitally through your My Disney Experience app and, uh, and look at the menus and all that great thing. The greeting area, once you go through the door, is all black and white. There are clocks hanging everywhere, going backwards, going forwards, uh, a little bit kind of out there. Um, you know, makes you feel a little bit kind of, what's, what's the word I'm looking for, Mike? A little bit uh, like you're going to fall over at some point, you know? A little clockwork orange. Yeah, a little <laughs> clockwork orange there. I like it. Um, you will sit there, and that takes you into what I think is really, really cool, and that is the three main dining rooms that you're going to be able to enjoy now what's the first one the first one takes you in for a celebration a very merry unbirthday to you as we celebrate a very merry unbirthday with the great mad hatter you have birthday unbirthday decorations hanging all over the place 
a large cake fills the center of the room with candles going off on top, and the Mad Hatter makes his way around the room as a meet and greet so you can take pictures with this incredible character meeting the Mad Hatter there. The second dining room is the Toogie Woods, the woods from Alice in Wonderland. Dark, ominous, surrounded by trees. In the center is the absolute gold centerpiece of this room. An incredible audio animatronic of the Cheshire Cat sits on top of the tree in the center of the room. As you sit and you enjoy your dinner, he talks, he makes little quips uh, as you're sitting there. And this is the room where you will be able to do a meet and greet with Alice herself as she makes her way around the room. Third room is the Queen of Hearts Croquet Court. Grass floors as you enter, hedges for walls, and you have audio animatronic card soldiers standing watch as the Queen of Hearts makes her way around the room for a meet and greet. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. Ah, they've done this. They're a BR guest. There's different rooms you can sit in. What are you doing, Justin? You're just taking other ideas. I've been to be our guest. I've only sat in the, the Grand Ballroom. That's all I've ever... I've never been in the West Wing. I've never been in the library. I've never been to those great places because it's all luck of the draw. Introducing to you with this brand new restaurant, The Rabbit Hole, a brand new dining reservation system where you don't reserve just the restaurant. You reserve the room you sit in. So at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you're able to get on and you're able to reserve what room you want to sit in. How cool is it that you will be able to then say, I have not once, not twice, but three times eaten at this restaurant and sat in every single room and met all of the characters. I've been able to meet the Mad Hatter in the unbirthday room. I've been able to meet Alice in the woods and I've been able to meet the Queen of Hearts on her croquet court. That option's never been seen at Disney and that is something brand new coming with the rabbit hole there in Fantasyland. Now, Let's talk food. I didn't go in detail with the menu. Why? Because I didn't really know. Like, I look, here's, here's where I went with it, though. See what you think. A deconstructed menu. I want anything you order, you have to put together at your table. So, if you get a soup, you get the broth separate. You get, the, you know, the vegetables separate. And you piece everything together. Everything is deconstructed because everything is backwards. The clock rolls backwards. Everything's backwards when you're in this restaurant. The couple desserts I did come up with, though. I have the Cheshire Cat Sticky Toffee Pudding because we are taking a menu based on London, based on the UK, uh, since we are going across the pond with Alice in Wonderland. You have an unbirthday cake. One of my favorites. You have the Paint the Roses Cheesecake. Cheesecake coming out, looking like roses, as you get a red a paintbrush and you get a red uh, topping to paint on top whether it be strawberries, raspberries to paint on top of your cheesecakes and Riley's suggestion, she wants clock cookies cookies decorated like clocks to where they will come right there to your table and for drinks they are all going to be different potions that you will have, whether it makes you small makes you large, uh, they are going to be great potions that you will try out at this restaurant boys I hope you guys enjoy it. The rabbit hole coming soon to the Magic Kingdom in Fantasyland. Mike, what do you say? I love it. And I have, you know, we were talking what similarities you're going to have. 
I have a little something similar when it comes to the reservation system on mine. We're, we're, we're thinking along the same page. So, uh, so you know, our, our, we do sink in the mind sometimes. And, and this is going to be, you're going to see that one familiarity with mine. I love the idea. I think um, Alice deserves a lot more credit in Magic Kingdom. She has the, uh, you know, the, those, uh, those spinning teacups of death in the back there that you love so much <laughs> that have sent you to the bathroom. Um, but yeah, no, I, Alice, it's a great story. I think not a lot of kids know the Alice in Wonderland stories. And I think it's got a great spot there uh the restaurant would be perfect back there i like the idea of the three restaurants i think that's really cool great character meet and greets um knocked it out of the park man i really like that a lot yeah man the rabbit hole coming to disney dan would you reserve this three different times to go to the magic kingdom to sit in each of the restaurants uh rooms there absolutely jen jen it would be a must for jen she's like we have to eat at every one of these rooms she's a huge alice fan so i mean this again this was, would be a great idea uh, i'm looking at mine now and i'm like Oh man, I, I'm I'm already in second place now, and and, and soon to be third right now. <laughs> well, then I'll do this for you, okay? I won't put you after Mike. Dan, take us away to your restaurant. What are you putting in Fantasyland and the Magic Kingdom? All right, we are going to be walking through Fantasyland, and we're going to be going to one of my favorite spots to use the restroom in Magic Kingdom. Probably one of the best best restaurants, or I'm sorry, restaurants, best bathroom areas in all of. Disney World, I think. Uh, and that's by the Rapunzel bathrooms in Fantasyland. And as you walk that way, you're going to see a sign for a brand new restaurant that you've probably heard before called the Snuggly Duckling. Uh, this is going to be right right near Rapunzel's Tower. I was looking on the map to see if it was even possible, and unfortunately it's not. But in, in my Imagineering world, it is possible. So you are going to see this, uh, you know, the, the Snuggly Duckling sounds like a really cute name, but it's basically, you know, it hosts a lot of Corona's ruffians and thieves who use this location as a hangout. So this is going to be, you know, kind of like a rough and tumble place. You're going to see out, a sign outside the, uh, the Rapunzel bathrooms kind of leading you down a kind of like a, a wooded area to this to this cool restaurant. You're going to see moss on the building. You're going to see a tree grown into the restaurant that holds, you know, basically serves as one of the walls to the restaurant. Uh, and it's going to kind of look like a rustic hunting lodge. So inside, you're going to have a bar, and you are going to have a stage, of course, with a piano on the stage. Now, this is the cool part that I came up with here, and, and, and I have to give Jen a lot of credit because she's she's the one who kind of pushed me in this direction. I was kind of you know split between a couple of different ideas, and she pushed me to this one. Uh, but we're going to have a piano on stage, and it's going to kind of have the same feel as uh, Raglan Road in Disney Springs. So like every half hour, there's going to be a show. So on that show, obviously, we're going to have to hear I Have a Dream. So you're going to have some audio animatronics up, up on stage. You are going to have uh, the hook guy. You're going to have the big nose guy. They're going to be singing their, uh, singing their song. But the cool part about this is every half hour, you are going to bring in one patron from the, from the restaurant to come sing one of the parts to the song. Uh, so you're also going to have Rapunzel. You're going to have Flynn Rider. And... Basically, every half hour, you're going to have a show kind of similar to Raglan Road where they're going to put on a, a few songs. You're going to be able to see that show during your restaurant time. And, you know, then you can move on. Uh, as far as uh, food menu wise, I was just thinking of more of a, a bar, like a bar menu, bar food menu. Uh, Magic Kingdom does not have a lot of great options. Obviously, you know, we could all agree on that. So I'm thinking burgers, sandwiches. And then, of course, you're going to have to have like a good steak or pork chop for some of these ruffians uh, of the town so again that's my idea uh the snuggly duckling i think it would be an awesome idea because again rapunzel a huge fan a lot a lot of people love rapunzel but there's not a lot of 
Rapunzel in the parks. Dan, it's funny you say that because my other idea was Rapunzel. Uh, it was actually uh, Riley's. Riley tried to push me that way because it's her favorite character. She loves uh, Rapunzel. She loved Tangled growing up. And look, I mean, Tangled, a lot like Alice in Wonderland, does not have a great representation in the park other than meet and greet. Um, they did have a meet and greet for some time. I, I don't know if Rapunzel's still there or not. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where I love this. I, You know what I love about it too, Dan? is the fact that you can go, they have the bar. You could go and just get, it sounds like a beverage and maybe an appetizer at the bar, or you could sit down at a table and have a full meal if you wanted to. It kind of gives you that option, you know, to how you want to enjoy the snuggly duckling there. And the fact that you got the piano and the piano player and all the, I I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's great. I I think that like, like uh, Justin said, uh, she doesn't get a lot of representation in the park. I have a funny Rapunzel story talking about the meet and greet. Uh, we went during one time with with uh, Laura's parents, and it was during February. It was one of those February breaks where, oh man, it was it was like Mardi Gras was going on. The parks were at capacity. It was just and there was a lot going on in Disney. It was one of the one of our most miserable vacations, but we tried to enjoy everything out of it because Laura's parents were with us. And you know, when you take the grandparents, it doesn't happen that very often. And um, well, Sammy was so little at the time; she was probably maybe six or seven. And all she really wanted to do was meet Rapunzel. And um, they had one of those Rapunzel meet and greet things. And uh, it wound up being like a three hour wait for the character, you know, the meet and greet thing. So, you know, I'm so Laura went with her parents to go on like pirates and do something else with Sam with Sarah because they didn't want to wait to meet Rapunzel. You know, there was kind of their jam. So I waited with Sammy. I waited with Sammy. I waited with Sammy. And they said, it's about two hours, three hours. So we're waiting. We're on the three hour mark. And we get up right to the end, and they're just about to close the line off to say, hey, sorry, she's done for the day. I grab the girl. I says, all my daughter wants to do is see Rapunzel. We've been waiting here three and a half hours. You have to make this happen. She says, okay. And then I think we were like the last ones to go. We got it. And I'm like, oh, thank God, because if I waited three and a half hours for them to be done for the day or Rapunzel had something else to do and we had to wait another hour or half an hour I would have had a meltdown um, I don't have meltdowns often in Disney I know some parents <laughs> do I was that close it was uh, it was it was it was a close one so yeah I'd like to see a lot more Rapunzel in the park and I'm sure a lot of the parents would too yeah you know what okay let, let me get you guys opinion on this we've talked about this extensively but I don't know if we've ever asked Dan this Dan first question does it ever happen and Two, if it does, how soon do we see alcohol in the Magic Kingdom outside of table service restaurants? Like, so the, 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 here's, here's why I'm asking that. Because the snuggly, snuggly duckling, I'm not saying I want a beer cart sitting out in Fantasyland. I don't want that. No. But to be able to walk into the snuggly duckling a lot like Oga's and have like a two drink maximum, you know what I mean? Yeah. To where you could step to the bar, you can experience that, you know, that atmosphere and that story. And you could try like some really interesting, fun drinks. For sure. Do you think it ever happens? And do you think we see it sooner than later? I I think it's going to be later, if anything. I I I have like you can you can get alcohol at be our guest. You know, just like you know, like this this idea here, you should be able to order a beer or a glass of wine or maybe a specialty beverage while you're at dinner. But I I hope they, that they don't bring it here. You know, that, that there's not a beverage cart somewhere to have a drink just because, unfortunately, you know, too many bad things happen when stuff like that comes around. And, and again, it, it's Magic Kingdom. It's one place we don't necessarily need to have alcohol everywhere. Um, and and I think it's, you know, I think they're going to hold off on it. I really do. I don't think we're going to see alcohol like easily purchased because, again, you, you have a lot of people that could 
just kind of hang out before the fireworks. And that, that would be a perfect time for people to just grab a bunch of drinks, sit near the castle and just, and just drink. And I, I, I think at the end of the day, Disney probably doesn't want that. They don't want people sitting near the castle, just having drink after drink after drink. And then you have a bunch of people like gathered close together for the fireworks. And that's where, you know, it's just a bad mix. Uh, this gives me a chance to correct something that I messed up for episode 300. I was uh, told by the great Derek Pitzer that I included every single um, DDP group in the uh, in the 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 thank yous at the beginning. You know the kind of the messages, except for the Disney drinks with the DDP today. Um, so if you have not done it, go over and join that Facebook group, Disney drinks with DDP today, and you can talk Rapunzel drinks and all that fun stuff over there. Derek, I also did not include the book club. So book club, I'm sorry <laughs> for that as well. So uh, awesome work, Dan. I love it. Uh, really, really fun. But let's move on to Mike. Brother, take me away. We need more dining in the Magic Kingdom. I have to have it because, look, it's just not there. And we need something. Add something great for me. Imagineer away. You know, I love doing the Imagineering. And the one thing that I've been struggling with this entire episode, even all day today, was a name for this. So let me go. I have a couple of names that i kind of been toying around with, but I really wanted a special name for this. So let me give you my restaurant. I'm going to give you my name last. So my restaurant is going to be based on the fact that, listen, we have a lot of international people that come to Disney World. Disney World is the mecca for the vacation spot. When you go to Disney, it's pretty much Magic Kingdom and Epcot. That Those are the two places you have to go to. Everybody comes to Magic Kingdom kingdom because you want to see the castle and what the other thing you want to see is the mouse and you know when it comes to the dining there's no dining experience except for you know going to chef mickey's to see have a meet and greet with mickey and i know it's you know kind of one of those things where you know mickey's all over the parks but i kind of had an idea for a restaurant but the idea for the restaurant that i had was going to be similar to what you said it was going to be one restaurant but six different dining rooms so you're going to have the mm. fab five you're going to have mickey Minnie, donald pluto and goofy those are going to be your five Five main restaurants. So you're going to walk into your interior and you're going to have like a spoke design. So you'll have Mickey room to the left, uh, then maybe a mini room and then a Donald room. And then you'll have, you know, all the Fab Five. But the one thing that I think Disney's been missing and it hasn't had in a long time, and it was part of like our growing up with, with my kids, uh, they always had that Disney magic. So there's going to be a sixth room that's going to be that's going to be part of this restaurant, but you're not going to be able to get reservations for that, and it's going to be randomly selected families that get to go in this on a, you know, like... You, like Used to have the uh, the night of whether you get to spend the night in Cinderella Castle and they would pick out a magic family, you know, the, you know something for the day. So that's going to be the Walt room where you'd go in and you would have the the Walt dining. So, <clears throat> so my restaurant's going to be the Fab Five plus a Walt room. You can't get reservations for the Walt room, but you have to get reservations for either the Mickey, the Minnie, the Donald, the Pluto, the Goofy. So you're going to have individual reservations. Where the menu comes into play is we're going to do uh, an appetizer kind of how they do over at Norway, you know, over at the uh, Akershus, mm -hmm. where you have the cold bar, where you have your appetizer bar, but not a buffet where you could actually, you know, pick and stuff because I don't like people touching other people's food, but it's kind of a serve. So you could kind of go up to the counter and they could serve you, 
you know, your appetizers. But each individual rest, each individual room, whether the Mickey room, the Donald room, the Pluto room, the Goofy room, any of those Fab Five rooms, they're going to have the same menu for all of them, except for each one is going to have a specific uh, meal for that particular room. So there'll be something Mickey themed for the Mickey room where it's a, a special Mickey dinner that you can only get in the Mickey side. Something specific for Minnie, something specific for Donald, and so on. So there'll be something exclusive for each one. So if every time you go to the restaurant, if you go to the Mickey or you go to the Donald, there's going to be something else extra there you can get besides the regular menu that you can kind of you know try out. Something specific that uh, you're not going to have in the other restaurants. The characters and stories were what I wanted. Obviously, you know who the characters are. But the stories that I wanted, to, I wanted to have shorts playing in each one. So you had some Mickey shorts playing in one, some Minnie shorts playing in another. And everything was kind of themed around that. I kind of like the way when you're on the cruise, when you when they have the, art, uh, the artist palette and the, the stuff kind of changes and they got stuff going on mm-hmm. in the walls, the animation. I kind of wanted to keep it very themed towards that. And obviously, when it comes to meet and greets, you're going to have character dining. You're going to get to meet each character for the room that you're with. Um, so that's what I wanted to go with. I facade outside i kind of wanted to have all the disney characters in the front obviously you're going to have the fab five out there regular building maybe with some fountains in the front you know kind of cartoonish um kind of like the old Fantasyland buildings before the before the Fantasyland expansion when you had the old you know mickey and minnie's house something along those lines um but like i said when you walk into the interior you'll be able to whatever you have the reservation for it you'll be able to go over towards that particular restaurant um i was kind of thinking something like walt's kitchen stories was maybe an idea for the name for the restaurant i'm not really sure you know that being that you'll be able to possibly you know get that granted experience where you get to go to walt's actual you know uh his his little eating area you know if you're granted like i said you can't make reservations for that that's something that you have to be kind of gifted on uh, that you kind of win as a family because we used to see that and that's kind of gone by the wayside in Disney. I think the only thing that you kind of get a little bit of Disney magic on now is the uh, when they pick somebody to do the uh, flag raising ceremony. You know, at, at the uh, you know you pick a veteran of the day. Uh, they don't do a lot of those you know picking people out at random anymore and kind of gifting them with Disney magic. So I'd like to see that kind of come back and to be able to go to that restaurant and possibly have that idea that maybe you'll get to that be that exclusive waltz you know room that you can't get a reservation for would be pretty cool. And uh, I think that's pretty much what I'm going to go with. And food-wise, I want to go with regular comfort food. I want to go with your typical similar menu to like 50s Primetime Cafe. Chicken, meatloaf, pastas, all that kind of stuff. Family-friendly, kid-friendly, and you really can't screw that up. Dude, I absolutely love it. Look, this is what the park needs. You know what I mean? Like, you're talking about the absolute classic characters inside of Fantasyland. And then have got me with the Walt room. You kidding me? But here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna be like, hey, how are you today? You know, I'm gonna be like the nicest person ever trying to get into that pick Walt me, room. Pick me, yeah, pick, pick me, pick me, pick me. I'm gonna wear like Walt clothing. I'm gonna have like Walt, like I love Walt Disney, like buttons on and everything. Like it's gonna be absolutely crazy. Um, everything I'm gonna have to try to get into that room. But you know what's interesting, Mike? You and I kind of went the same way as far as ideas. And I'm surprised Disney hasn't done something like this to where you can say, yeah, there's one restaurant, but I want to sit in the West Wing. Mm-hmm. So let's make it available to where, hey, I, you know what I think it does? I think it makes that restaurant more likely people will do it more often. Mm-hmm. Because if yeah. you've never sat in the West Wing and I can reserve it, then I'm like, okay, cool. I, I know the menu. And yeah. I've sat in the ballroom every time because it's the largest seating area, but now I'm going to go in the West Wing and I get to experience something new. And that's really, really unique with that. I love these. Guys, how 
weird is it that the Magic Kingdom and Imagineers, and I think we're going to see it with Tiana's, you know, we'll get something new there, but how weird is it, Dan, that they have not taken the opportunity with all these great IPs, with all these great attractions, all these great stories, all these great characters, and put in some incredible dining into this theme park? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand. I, I, I think the biggest problem and I think we would probably, you know, give, give cut them some slack if there was a restaurant that had had really good food. Like if there was a sit down restaurant that was like an absolute must do because the food was amazing, then, you know, I guess we would cut them some more slack. But th- again, these are three great ideas and there's probably hundreds more that they could come up with to put in Magic Kingdom that would, you know, absolutely knock it out of the park. I know we talked in the past about like the haunted mansion if you had like a restaurant for the haunted mansion it would be sold out for the next three years mm-hmm. i mean so there there are so many things that they can do it's just you know whether or not it's actually going to come to fruition mike it's uh i hope i hope disney imagineering is listening we've done these before and i'm not giving us credit but there has been things that have happened after we've done imagineering shows <laughs> uh so listen imagineering check it out mike these are all three ideas that I wouldn't make reservations at 60 days in advance. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think they don't, I don't think they expand the dining because I don't think they have to. I think they focus their attention on a lot of other things. I figure people aren't coming there to eat. I mean, if you took the dining out of Epcot and you took out all those good restaurants, you would, you would have nobody ever going to that park. But I think they put a lot of their eggs in that basket, hoping that people are going to want the dining experience. That's where they're going to go. They'll focus on, if they want a good meal, they're going to go to Epcot. Or they'll try some of the, you know, obviously the, most of the deluxe resorts have some of the best restaurants on property. So I kind of feel like they're throwing that fish line out there like hey come to boma come check out animal kingdom you know i know you're staying at you know at you know port orleans but come check out this deluxe resort and you know come check this out and spend a little more money and come here oh your kids want to see animals look we have giraffes so i kind of think that they throw that line out there to kind of get them to go to the some of the deluxe resorts for hey listen how many people go over from a day at magic kingdom and wind up being over in you know bay lake and to go to chef mickey's you know it's a very popular spot and that's one of their flagship you know uh deluxe resorts so i feel like they kind of don't keep you in there because then they would spend all their time in that particular park and then, you know, then not explore and see what else they have to offer. And uh, with Epcot being what it is and one of the best dining places, you know, other than, you know, Disney Springs, uh, I think they kind of do that to make sure you're coming back to Epcot all the time and getting either uh, a hopper pass or, you know, spending a couple extra days and making sure you go there for a good meal. You know, I completely agree. It's one of those things where, uh, you know, we, as we think about this, we put on our Imagineering hats. We hope we, we bring you into the fold. We hope that right now as you're listening, you're going, oh, I love that idea, but here's what I would do. Or here's the restaurant I would bring. And this is your opportunity to let us know. Go over to DDP Today Podcast Family on Facebook. Join that group if you've not done it. And post there. What type of restaurant would you create inside the Magic Kingdom? What would be your dream restaurant you would love to see? Because that is the opportunity for us all to put on that Imagineering hat and go and create something great for families around the world to come to the Magic Kingdom and explore and enjoy on their next great Disney vacation. You know, I think it would be super cool if the Imagineers were actually listening to our podcast. I mean, you know, and something actually came out and they built one of these restaurants. Or if they were reading our Facebook profile page and, uh, you know, they saw that some of our DDP family came up with some great ideas, you know, for Disney restaurant. And, uh, you know, if you wind up having one of these ideas that came to fruition and you happen to go to that restaurant and you have some fantastic food in front of you and enjoying a great time with your family and having a great vacation, take that picture of that family. 
put it up on our DDP Facebook page because we have an amazing DDP family and uh, we do Picks of the Week. And uh, this leads me to my favorite thing every week and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. All right, guys, you know how much I love Picks of the Week. Uh, Dan, what's your Pick of the Week? Uh, my pick of the week, and, and this this makes a lot of sense, especially with us uh, looking just a few weeks ahead. It's going to go to Christina McSheffrey. Uh, she is in Disneyland right now with only one day to spend in California Adventure Park, a park none of us have, have experienced. We certainly made the most of it. 13 hours, 22,000 steps, six character meet and greets, 13 rides with the help of Genie Plus. Completely worth it, by the way. And one lightning lane purchase plus shows, nighttime entertainment. We are all absolutely pooped. This is awesome. Uh, they are having a great time. Actually, they went over to Universal Hollywood, too. So I'm kind of excited about that. And uh, and they are doing Disneyland. I think they were doing Disneyland today because this post is from yesterday. So super excited uh, to get down there myself because, again, some uh, so much stuff that I haven't experienced. So uh, this makes total sense for me to be my absolute pick of the week. Very cool. Great pick. Justin, what's your pick of the week? Yeah, I'm heading over to the patron family, and I'm going to the great Colton Ellis. It's a day three of rope dropping, and our two-year-old isn't thrilled, to say the least. He did perk up, though, and have a great time in the parks. Um, let me tell you, Colton, if you ever have me rope dropping three days in a row, that's my look, too, okay? That's exactly <laughs> how I'm going to look, is bummed out and going, what are we doing? Uh, why are we not sleeping in and laying by the pool and using Genie Plus? Um, but I'm so glad you guys are having a great time. Absolutely amazing family. Have a blast. Keep the picks coming. And uh, that is my pick of the week, brother. Very cool. Great pick. My pick of the week is to go to a good friend of the Disney family, and that's Evan Landry. And uh, he said, didn't even realize for the first few days of our trip we were in the parks during the fireworks, but a nice surprise for our view from the first day at the Poly. And he's got a great shot of the fireworks going over the uh, castle there from the Polynesian. It's great to be able to be at your resort and see some fireworks. It's a fantastic uh, little perk you get there, and the Polynesian is a great place to take a vacation. And you have my pick of the week. Absolutely love it. Uh, look, we are as we record this, we are two weeks away from the both of you guys being at Disneyland. Um, you will be in the parks right as we are talking right now, two weeks from today. I'm super excited. I will be joining you all one day later. I cannot wait to see all the DDP Disneyland people out there. Let me talk to the DDP family, though. This Disneyland vacation isn't just for us. Go over right now and join the DDP Disneyland Vacation Facebook group. If you want to follow along, yes, we'll be posting stuff on the main page, but there's a ton of stuff that's going to go on that DDP Disneyland page. Go over and join. You don't have to be coming on the vacation to be a part of that page. Go over and join that right now, and uh, that way you can you can tag along on the lives and the meetups and all the great things we're going to do over there. Uh, second is coming up September 13th through the 17th, we have the second inaugural Universal Unleashed Knights of Fear, adult-only Mike, myself, Joe, Dave, us all down in the parks with some amazing people in Universal doing Halloween Horror Nights, Hallow Scream, and hanging out in Universal Orlando. We want to see you there. Guys, this is, I love our DDP trips. I love our, our family trips. This is something really, really fun because the kids stay at home and the adults become kids. And it is <laughs> two to three days of us just having a blast, letting our hair down, and uh, creating memories that we literally will never forget. It is so much fun. Get a hold of Dan at AwayWithMeTravel.com, Justin at AwayWithMeTravel.com, and we will get you booked to come see us. Dan, we have an incredible group going to Universal for Universal Unleashed Nights of Fear. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, our, the group we have coming down this year is already bigger than the, what we had last year. 
Um, we had a great time last year. You know, hopefully the weather holds up for us this year. But I, I'm really looking forward to it. I already booked a, a second HHN night, so it, it's going to be a ton of fun. And uh, I can't wait to make that room as cold as humanly possible. Maybe we get some frost on the windows in the, nice. in, the, in, the in the room at Dockside this year. You guys are crushing my soul. It's not me. <laughs> Katie's, Katie's going to murder us all. Um, so uh, anyway, so go right now. Uh, join that Universal Unleashed Facebook group. That show that group's a little more adult than the DDP group. So go join that one over there. Get a hold of us. And last but not least, lots of shows out there. We, of course, have DDP Today News with Cat Dupree, Split States, Two Men and the Mouse with Kevin and Pete. Check them out. And the brand new Hometown Kingdom with John and Sarah Castano. Check out all those shows. And we hope that you enjoy the little bit of Disney and Universal that it brings to your life weekly. Uh, as you listen to those until you can get back in the parks yourself. Boys, awesome night tonight. Love chatting Disney. Love doing the Imagineering episodes. We hadn't done one in quite a while, and I love putting that hard hat on and coming up with ideas. And whether it be Tangled, Rapunzel, whether it be Mickey, Minnie, and the gang, or Alice in Wonderland, we hope you guys really enjoyed our trip and creating these brand new restaurants to go inside Fantasyland at the Magic Kingdom. Guys, over on the uh, patron side, we're going to have a lot of fun. We put it out to our patron family over on the Facebook group. What is your favorite, most unpopular opinion about Walt Disney World or Disney as a whole? And we're going to go through those, and we are definitely going to judge people 100%. Uh, but before we do that, let's close this episode up. I'm going to start with you, Dan. Closing words. No, great show. Uh, it was good to get my first one in because now I kind of have an idea. Like I need to be a lot more detailed like you guys were. But again, I, I really like my idea of the Snuggly Duckling. I think everyone would love it. So uh, I'll, I'll do better with the next one. You know, again, better with time, I suppose. But no, great show, gentlemen. I cannot wait for Patreon and uh, and make a lot of people angry. So Dan, you're a, you're a fine wine. It's just surprising <laughs> as old as you are that you're bitter as you are. So I just don't know. <laughs> uh, Mike, how about you, brother? I love Imagineering. It's been a while since we did one. We got to do more often. Uh, more importantly, I love hearing our, our DDP family, the stuff that they come up with. They have some amazing ideas as well, too. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing those posts on the page and on the Patreon side of uh, what the restaurants they would kind of throw in the park. And uh, yeah, I had a great time and I'm looking forward to doing another one soon and seeing you guys real soon. Absolutely love it. DDP family, have an amazing week. Spread some cheer. Smile. Make someone else smile. And until next time, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. Have a good night. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the wonder This has been YDF Media Productions.